Have you thought about becoming a career coach, but not sure what it's really like? Not sure how to get started? Well, we've got you covered. Let's drop into this week's conversation of how to become a career coach. Kimberly, I'm so excited to have you on How to Become a Career Coach. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. We're going to talk about what you get to do nowadays, but before you became a career coach in any capacity, Mm -hmm. I'm interested in what you did before that time. What led up to career coaching in the first place? Help me understand that. Sure. Career coaching was never on my radar. Entrepreneurship was never on my radar. I have over a 20-year career in corporate America in the travel, tourism, and hospitality industry. And I've been blessed to have a string of jobs, you know, right out of college, entry level, all the way through executive level, where the highest position I've held is director level, where I've had jobs in marketing and sales that included travel. So the company I would work for at the time, as part of my job responsibilities, travel was included, whether that meant marketing the city of Philadelphia or working for Times Square in New York City or working for Tourism New South Wales in Sydney, Australia or um, lately working for Macy's um, doing their tours and marketing. I just was have blessed to have jobs that required me to travel internationally and domestically in order to do my job. So based on that, people, especially in the, as social media became popular throughout the years and I'm posting pics and everything and just family and friends will always ask me, you're always traveling, you're always going somewhere. You know, how are you doing that? How are you affording that? How are you keeping on a stable job? And I would tell them, you know, it's just part of my job. Just interest grew throughout the years and never really paid attention to it. It was always like, aha, you know, I got paid to travel the world, you know, something great. And and then I really didn't start to see the true sort of gem behind people asking me what I do and how I do it until I started teaching in colleges and universities. Uh. So just as a side job, started teaching at NYU and various community colleges within uh, the Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, tri-state area. And people would ask me, you know, how are you doing this? How are you finding these jobs in tourism? How are you traveling? How are you getting your resume out there? How are you marketing yourself? I have a background that's in accounting or in IT. You know, how do I get into a career that includes travel as a part of it? And people would ask me to help with the resumes. So it started with me just being an ad hoc resume writer. So that's where it all all started. And that was the, <laughs> right. the gateway. That was the start. Yeah, that was the gateway. And then I was like, wait a minute, I could charge for this. And then it didn't really sort of, the light bulb didn't really go off until um, I had a colleague of mine who was really a student in my one of my classes that I taught and I did her resume and she found a job that got like a thirty to $40,000 salary increase because of me helping her with her resume. So when she walked away saying, oh, great, thank you so much. You know, I got this great job, this travel included. I was like, wait a minute, I should have charged for this. <laughs> Like, wait a minute, this is really <laughs> substantial. This is highly valuable. Exactly. So then in the beginning, I was just helping both men and women just sort of have an introduction to the travel, tours, and hospitality industry. And that's my passion. That's where all of my professional experiences within that particular industry. And that's the industry that has the most prevalence to travel as a part of doing your job. So just started out helping men and women, and then it sort of morphed and got more formal and more formal, and maybe I should think about having a business name and, and really developing something. And then throughout the years, I think it's been, this year will be five years 
since I officially formally started my career coaching business, that is more something that I'm just so proud of where I'm helping, you know, solely women that are, you know, professional women within this sort of um, mid-level point of their careers through executive find jobs within the travel industry that, in- that includes travel as part of a full-time corporate job. Wow. Thank you for sharing some of the journey and the lead up. And I just want to take a really quick second and read something that one of your clients has said. Actually, I, I can't even remember where I pulled this. I might have pulled it off of uh, of LinkedIn as well. It says, Kimberly has an intense knowledge of the, the travel industry. She's aware of the vast career opportunities that the industry has to offer and is an amazing resource and wealth of knowledge. And I think part of the reason I wanted to read that is... I believe that one of the reasons that you've been successful in building this type of business is because you've leaned on these types of experiences and knowledge sets that you already have. And so often I see so many people that want to become, whether it be career coaches or other type of coaches or build businesses, they want to build businesses in areas that they don't necessarily have lots and lots of knowledge. Yes, I see that. And I think that... I think that uh, you know this coming from one of your one of your customers, one of your clients is a great illustration of why it is so helpful. You've got not only the credibility but also have the actual you know on the boots on the ground experience to really understand what they're going through and what they Absolutely. need. So I'm curious as you, you have any thoughts Absolutely. on that in terms of for yourself and how you've done it, but you know building a business of any kind in an area that you have extensive knowledge versus is newer to you. What are your thoughts? I believe that my personal philosophy is that I can't teach something that I haven't experienced, learned through the school of hard knocks, made the mistakes, we learned how to overcome those mistakes. I mean, certainly it's not impossible for someone to build a business or a coaching business or teach people something that they haven't personally lived. Maybe they've studied it over the years and been a, a scholar of it. But in my opinion, just literally living it and experiencing it, because when a client comes to you with a really hard question or has a mental issue or a sticking point, I could fully wholeheartedly say, listen, I've been there. I understand this phase will pass. The way you're feeling will pass. I've done it. I've been there. I remember what it's like. And also it gives me empathy yeah. for my clients where I remember what it's like to be sitting and at a cubicle, hating my job, wanting to travel so much only having two weeks vacation a year to travel, not having enough money and figuring out how in the hell can I combine having, making a living, having a job and being able to travel. And when I first graduated college and after I had received my master's degree in tourism and I was working at a department store, <laughs> you know, and, and then going into a cubicle job that had nothing to do with what I really wanted to yeah. get into, I was thinking to myself, it has to be a way to combine the best of both worlds Without being a flight attendant, I didn't want to be a flight attendant. Without being a travel writer, it has to be a way to be in the corporate world and combine the two. So, and I just remember that frustration and like sometimes depression. And especially now, social media didn't exist back then. This was like 1998, 99. You know, social media wasn't really big back then. So nowadays, when women come to me saying, oh my gosh, I see these Instagram accounts with these women traveling and how are they doing it? And I'm stuck in my cubicle. I feel their plight. So having that experience and remembering all those years back, like, oh my gosh, I remember what it felt like, just helps me empathize and connect with them even better. What do you feel like qualifies someone to become a career coach 
from your own personal opinion. I, mm-hmm. There's a huge range yeah. of opinions, but I'm always interested yeah. in this from existing coaches that have worked with paying clients. Yes. I think two things, having the experience in, uh, certainly there's career coaches that have a, a, they focus on any industry, helping clients get into any type of industry, but having an experience and helping someone or many people, whatever, whether it's resume writing, cover letter, or just getting career clarity on what it is they want to do, having experience helping people, either one or all of the above, and getting results for that client. I don't necessarily think that you have to have experience for as long as you're, you're studying it. You, um, I know a lot of career coaches are certified career coaches, whether there's some type of training, whether it's hands-on experience or theoretical experience, as long as you're helping your clients get the results that they think is good for them, I think it qualifies someone to be a great career coach because in the end, all it really matters is, are you getting results? For your That's really interesting. And also how you put it about as long as you are helping your clients get the results that they think are good for them or essentially that they want, yes. then that yes. is, that's the ultimate, <laughs> ultimate test yeah. in one way or another. Yeah, that is. So what do you, what do you think then yes. is much more difficult that people should know about coaching or career coaching or running this type of business, uh, whether coaching or otherwise, mm-hmm. that is much more difficult than people would imagine? Yeah, I think, and what I've learned throughout the years, because you could give a, a client all the strategy in the world, how to do a perfect resume that converts, how to do a cover letter, how to have a great LinkedIn profile, how to even figure out what it is they want to do to begin with that they would both enjoy and are skilled at. All those are great strategies, but if you don't focus or address to some capacity their mindset issues, all the strategies in the world will go out the window. Uh, for example, I've had a client, you know, career coaching things. All the check marks, your resume, figuring out what career path, the type of job, transferable skills. But she was just, she had such imposter syndrome as to why feeling worthy as to why a company would pay her a higher salary, why she felt she deserved it. That was such a block for her to ask for more money, to even want more money that she's you know, had throughout her career. That was such a hard block, mental block for her that it sort of stopped her getting progress in any other area. So really tackling the mindset blocks or whether it's self-confidence or being able to be comfortable networking and talking to people, whatever sort of internal mental blocks they have, that has to be addressed and, you know, remedied before we could get to the, your traditional career coaching strategy. And as it turns out, that's something that's much more difficult to do than what it would seem on the outset. It's very, yeah, cause you don't know until it pops up, you know, yeah. with that client, you know, it, it could job interviews, why aren't you getting job offers? Or why are you not uh, you're putting yourself out there? We've had this conversation, you know, what is the block? So really sort of being a, a detective and figuring out, okay, is it strategy? Are they, you know, following through with your system and your processes? Or is it something more deeper you can be aware of? Well, he may not even be aware of, aware of along with you as the coach. So I was really fortunate to get to sit a little bit of a front row seat during some of the earlier stages of your business. And that was that was so fun. And I got to it see <laughs> you uh, add a number of premium clients at a time where you were beginning to combine almost a coursework type program 
along with clients uh-huh. at the same time. And I thought that that was a really both interesting plus very fun way to go that really fit what you were trying to do in the business at that time. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about why you did that as opposed to just traditional one-on-one clients with uh, with no other additives, if you will, or anything else along those lines. What did that look like at that point in time? And why did you choose to, to go that route? I started off just doing traditional one-on-one coaching didn't have any type of um, product or course, if you will. It was just, you know, client A finds me, however they find me, we figure out what she, he or she needs help with. And we just piece that out, you know, on an hourly basis throughout our time together. And then as my clientele, even though it took a while for my clientele to increase, I just found myself repeating the same things over and over again. <laughs> and then also, you know, uh, on the side, I was teaching in academic and college and universities. So, I kind of already had sort of this very rough outline of a curriculum each. So I just said, you know, why don't I just combine it and just make it a group coaching program where so many information all at once, all at one time. I'm not repeating myself. It's more effective for me and my time. Um, I can reach more people and have a bigger impact. So I created an actual curriculum start to finish that all my plans will go through and then sprinkle in one-on-one contact because of the mindset piece and just them needing personalized, you know, individualized attention, sprinkling in one-on-one contact with myself and just found that was a better business model for me to scale and to help more people and have more impact. So that was roughly four-ish years ago. Is that right? Give or take? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a year doing one-on-one and I switched to the group. So it's yeah, four years ago. So yeah. how has your business evolved since that point in time, since you made that switch into mm-hmm. the group style coaching and the added course style? Tell me a little bit about how your business has both evolved and then what are some of the reasons behind why it's evolved too? It has evolved where I'm fully working with women. So that I feel that as a woman in the career coaching space, I feel that you know women need more attention on just acknowledging their worth, asking for more money. So it's a lot more hands-on, intangible work that you have to do with them from a mental perspective. That has morphed um, throughout the years and just working with sort of mid-professional women. And then I just feel that from my business standpoint, my brand has been more solidified and developed throughout the years. Totally focus on travel, focus on professional, ambitious women. And I feel carving out that niche with solely one particular industry, we, I solely focus on travel and tourism. I'm upfront with my clients um, before they you know, agree to work with me that I solely focus on this. This is my real house of expertise. I have a brand that's definitely in the last three years or so increased the clientele coming to my business. So it has definitely increased and made my business more successful over the last three years. And it's, it's been easier to find that perfect fit client because I'm so niche down. Yeah. Uh, I solely focus on this industry solely focus on a full-time job where travel is a part of it. I get some clients who want to start their own business. I turn them away, you know, saying this is solely for women who want to work for an employer as your traditional employee. So it's been a lot easier for me to find that ideal client, a lot easier. So it has really um, helped my business grow over the last five years. Before you niched down, you actually had a completely different URL and also a you know different website and everything else along those lines too. Yep. Can you share the two two different ones just so people yeah. can see the difference? Oh my gosh, so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, this is always the case when you look back. I look back personally at work that I did, you know, seven years yeah. ago, and I look at yeah. you know the first version, yeah. and it's like, oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's learning. It's learning, and it's the journey of you know starting you know be, being an entrepreneur, being in a career coach. Um, when I first started, the name of my business was Tourism Exposed. In my internal mental, the reason for that is because I wanted to sort of uh, pull back the curtain on this great industry and and educate people and show people that if you love travel, this come to this industry. It's a great industry. It's the world's largest industry. And any type of transferable skill set, it's a very low barrier to entry industry. We could come in and, and make great money, great salary, have a great job with that in the name of the business. So just through trial and error and getting a lot of seeking help from other entrepreneurs such as yourself and others find throughout, you know, just trial and error that that name wasn't translating what I intended it to translate. So really had to sit down with myself and say, okay, what it is that I want to accomplish with my business? What is the purpose that would make me happy and sort of sit with who I am, my experience, what I enjoy, what I want to, you know, what am I passionate about? What I want to, you know, shout off the rooftop on my soapbox and really wanted to show women that they can be a professional jet setter. And when I said that, that name didn't resonate until my husband was like, why don't that just be the name of your business? (laughs) Professional jet setter. You were a professional jet setter in your career as you traveled and that's what your clients want to become a professional jet setter. So that sort of morphed into that and, and just changed my entire branding and my website, my URL to really speak to that. The client really wants to become a professional jet setter. And then it just, you know, improved from there. I appreciate you sharing that because that type of evolution is what almost every successful coach that has any kind of remotely profitable business they go through those types of evolutions. And a lot of times people don't see that when they're interested in becoming a career coach or they're interested in uh, building a business like what you've done, they don't get to see those evolutions. They see what's going on today and don't realize that it went through all of these iterations and learnings along the way. So very, very much appreciate that. If you think about back to starting out, what advice would you give to someone who is in that place where they're beginning a, a business and they want to build it from the ground up, want to get to where you're at or even beyond, and they don't necessarily know how to do, they haven't had all the learnings yet. What advice would you give that person? To start anyway, <laughs> just don't wait until you're ready. Don't wait until you have you know the perfect name or the perfect website. I would even say, you know, honestly, to just start before you even have a website, before you have branding, before your pictures and all of that stuff, just start helping one person. And one person becomes two people and three people would just start. And then all that other stuff would just fall into place. But I think it's very important to get the experience of coaching someone and helping someone get an outcome. And that will build your confidence. And then once you build, you get that result, I think nothing speaks better than results. And then once you have, even if it's just one person getting results under your belt, that will give you sort of the confidence to move forward. And then all of the branding and the website, all that stuff will fall into place, you know, when it's supposed to. 
but just start helping someone. It's so interesting. It, it becomes a almost stair step type process. You're talking about you focus on okay. those results, and then that will. Yes. I mean that is helpful for bringing in other clients. But then you've got this stair step of you become yes. more confident, and then that leads you to be able to get more results, yes. and then that leads to all of these other stair steps. Yeah. So I love that. Really appreciate it. I remember maybe, I don't know, it might have been about a year or so after you and I got the opportunity to work together for a while. I remember getting a really fun email from you saying something along the lines of, hey, I had my first $10,000 month ever. And, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and that was always amazing. Anytime, <laughs> yeah, yeah. anytime I get to see that in, in somebody building a business like you have. But also, can you share what what transpired leading up to that to be able to get to your first $10,000 month? I think the number one thing that I did that really was a pivotal moment in me getting to that level and above and beyond was really niching down and being ultra, ultra pointed specific about who I want to help and what am I going to help them achieve. Before it was just, you know, you know, even though I was helping everyone, I niched to just women. And then even within the women, it was like, okay, well, I want to help women of all different job levels and, you know, backgrounds and experiences. And, and I found just really focusing on that mid-career through executive and women who really love to travel, not just a woman who, cause, you know, if you think about it, everyone would want to get paid to travel, yeah. right? Everyone loves to travel. But, and I found that in my early, starting out early, accepting those type of clients was not a good fit really figuring out, okay, what is my ideal client profile? It's someone who has a passion for travel. Travel is a part of who she is, not just, yeah, it's great to travel. Who wouldn't love to travel? You know, if I could get a job traveling, I would just take anything, you know, just someone who really want, has a skill set and they have a really great skill set and they want to combine that with traveling in a corporate setting. And they're extremely intentional about that. So really finding that woman who really wants to combine the two and develop a career where travel is sort of the cherry on top, but really developing that career in that space where they're doing work they love, getting the salary they deserve, having that work that they enjoy, that they have the upward mobility with travel being as sort of the cherry on top. That's super cool. How has it shaped your life over the last number of years to have this type of business or to be a coach in this capacity? seeing the lives that I'm changing and speaking to women who didn't even know that just these types of jobs were available and that even existed yeah. to begin with and helping women change their mind. Like, Oh my God, I didn't even know that I could have a job that included travel. I didn't even think this existed. I thought it was, see, some people think that it's, you know, scams or reserved for those who are really, really wealthy or, you know, if you want to be a travel writer or a travel TV show host or, you know, something like that. And I mean, the, the amount of career path within this space is just so vast. And when I tell women, you could work for an attraction or a museum or for the government or for the, a, a city or for their tourism office or for a department store. And when I tell them all these career paths and I see their eyes like, oh, my God, like my, my skill set is so compatible with X. And to see them really have that realization is just so gratifying, which I absolutely love. And then from a personal standpoint, just what my business has been able to allow my family to do where we have time freedom and, you know, and I could even incorporate more travel into my own life. 
just from the sheer nature of the business model is just wonderful. That is amazing. It also really resonates with me and hits on some of the reasons why I do what I get to do. What the interactions with people in the way that you're describing is is just so incredibly rewarding. And I don't think it's the right way to be helping people for every single person in the world by any means, but definitely for the type of person like you and many other people too, where like you're already having these types of conversations in many different ways way back Mm -hmm. when, long before you recognized that something was there. So I very much appreciate you sharing that. Any final thoughts before we end? Just to, you know, your listeners or viewers that are considering getting into the career coaching space, I feel just start it. You know, if, if that's something that you keep coming back to and it's, you know, like, hmm, you know, how about or maybe I should, I say just start. Find one person, whether it's a family member or a neighbor or friend and say, hey, I can help you. Say the name of where people can find you, find out more about your business here. If they want to find out more about uh, Kimberly, where can they go? Absolutely. They could go to my website, which is Professional Jet Setter, and, um, or Facebook, Professional Jet Setter, or on Instagram, Kim Ramps the Walk, which is my Amazing. Phone. I really appreciate you taking the time and making the time. This has been a fun conversation. Every conversation I've ever had with you has been a fun conversation, so I'm glad <laughs> that we uh, get to have another one. Yes, yes. It was great to reconnect. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to How to Become a Career Coach. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast player. For more resources, go to becomeacareercoach.com. Becomeacareercoach.com.